0: Hello and welcome to Let Me Introduce You, the food business podcast where I introduce you to the most amazing producers, entrepreneurs and consultants that work with me to build stronger, healthier, better versions of food businesses. I've been building teams to work with food businesses for 25 years and now we're taking you behind the scenes in my business to meet some of them. This week, let me introduce you to Andy Hardy, a hospitality expert who I first met on the board of an exhibition company. Andy shares the lessons he's learned from his earliest job working in Tesco through his catering college jobs in hotels and onto how his career has given him the opportunity to work for Compass at the Ryder Cup in Chicago, to work in Madrid, Paris and Hanover. He shares some of his tips on running a successful business and how he thinks the industry has moved on as a result of the pandemic, embracing tech and simplifying menus. The first thing that I want to ask you about is how would you describe to other people what you do?
1: I suppose at the end of a long run of a career or coming to the the, you know, the, the uh, last bits of it, um... I work with individual restaurateurs who either want to get a sense check on their business, uh, are struggling with their business, and want to yeah, kind of uh, see a way forward. Um, as I said before, or, or a sounding board, or some you know, somebody with out without their group yep. that can come along and critique what they're mm. doing. Um, yeah, absolutely. An absolutely. outside
0: eye, isn't it? That kind of, yeah, good. How do your family describe what you do?
1: In <laughs> fact, uh, at my 60th birthday, my brother uh, uh, constructed a poem, which is fine. The final line was But, Andy, what is it that you do? So my family that, they not think I swan around. <laughs> with the odd <laughs> glass of champagne in my hand and have a ball. And I meet people who say, I want to do what you do. And and um, people go, what do I have to do? And I said, well, it's taken me about 45 years to get to this position. So it's not something you can just swap into. <laughs> so uh, there's not a clear, yeah. I think my daughter would say it just seems like dad has fun. So that's uh, that's what I do. And some t- sometimes people... Yeah, so, Which is a pretty good remit
0: isn't it? You want fun. that on your business card? Has fun <laughs> um, What well, If you think back before your career started, when do you think you first knew that this was what you wanted to do or did you?
1: Uh, no not really um, Food uh, and drink and the community around it mm. so sitting around a table and a big family was always part of our um, upbringing and uh, but I never saw that as a career or a future I think you know that was living <laughs> uh, and I got in it by pure chance because I am not wasn't very academic I was good at sport and really enjoyed it so I sailed through school got a few GCSEs I think O-level mm-hmm. equivalent. I keep telling my my wife, <laughs> who says, those, those are not really old levels.
0: Well, um, I, I came from the Scottish I, exam system, so we have completely <laughs> different
1: names for everything. So, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, even now, mm. people talk about high. Yeah. Kind of so um, I was, I think I, I did a job in Tesco's Thursday, Friday night, and all day Saturday for about seven quid. I absolutely loved it. Great manager, great staff, really, uh, really good, fun times. Um, and, but they were saying, you know, parents would say, you've got to go and what are you going to do now? You've got three or five GCSE. So the one thing that aped school with all its sport was a local tech college. By the time I'd made the decision to go there, there was only business studies and a raft of catering things to be done. And I thought, well, I didn't want to do business studies. That sounds like boring stuff. So I thought, well, I'll do that. That looks like the easier option, but I'll be able to play football, hockey, tennis, all that kind of stuff. And I carried on for a year with Tesco's as well, and they even came to me and said, do you want to do a management um, training course? And I said, no. no, 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 no." And it's a two-year course at college, and they're and the director of the call said, You've now got to do some catering. You're gonna get this. I think they up me into an order national department. I was gonna
0: say, was it like a setting guilds you, or something? Yeah. Yeah. No. no,
1: I started at um at seven yeah, sitting guilds, 701, 702, whatever it was. Um and got a new crisp pair of whites <laughs> and cooked and all that kind of stuff. And um then with as I say, the head of uh, the college said, You've got to go into catering, you've got to, so he set me up to go and work in a, with a local hotel group and they themselves put me on a on a little um, kind of uh, uh, kind of management course and the second day i was on reception a very frosty kind of woman on the head of reception said look it's a bit quiet now i'm just going to pop back if anybody comes just come and get me and this little old couple came down the stairs and started chatting chat to me and um they'd had it they were having a moan about something but we I just chatted turned around and I said look well, I'll get it sorted and when you come back I'll make you know I'll be here anyway they went thank you very much and left and the woman came round I can't remember her name but she was pretty um, pissed off that I'd spoken <laughs> to customers, unchaperoned kind of thing but I thought it, I just absolutely mm-hmm. got it, and I saw the the old couple at four o'clock, and they and then they came down the next morning. And Said, "Can we speak to the young man?" Which basically <laughs> so. I some yeah. and I just thought, "This is it."
0: I loved this, this. The social it aspects just, of it. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it, and I did housekeeping and I did did work in the kitchen, but I always wanted to be on the other side of the yep. doors. What was going front on front the house? Kind
0: thing. of yeah. In,
1: in, those, in those days, there's no personality chefs. There was no. no, you know, you were really struggling to get the skills in the kitchen. Um, and I suppose that, that struggle's mm. still on, but, but there was no recognition no. of the work and uh, and all that. And um, but yeah, so it was. I would have been seventeen, eighteen, and it was out of yeah. default. And, and then when I went home and told my father, he went, "No, that well, you can't go to the circus. There's no future in that. The pays <laughs> When she Which he was, I mean, when she was bless right, bless him. <laughs> it, he was right, but I, whenever there was a success, like doing the Olympic mm. Games, I'd say, um, just let you know, I'm doing Olympic, I'm the Olympic Games. And so, yeah, but is that a problem? It is. It's
0: is funny, isn't it? But you do, if you work <laughs> the, in food at all, I think, I think you spend your entire life justifying it. I mean, I similarly, family have not always understood what I do because... Other people in the family are a pharmacist, an accountant. You know, there there is a name and a job title to that and they thought there was some longevity yeah. in it or something. But also, I mean, my school thought it was the end of the world that I wanted to do something food-related and couldn't you maybe do chemistry and then do a bit of food? <laughs> you know, I mean, nobody ever yeah. says that's that's great. And it is a shame because it, you know, it is the one thing that people have to do. They have to eat and... I think it is massively yeah. undervalued still.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when you go around the world where you see where it's, it's a noted yes. profession, you know, it's a revered, it's, you know, it's part, easily part of the community and it's what people and communities aspire yes. to, families aspire to do it. You know, it really does bring it home to you that where, where anybody, anybody outside the industry, we, we call it the service industry, but they kind of see it as servile. And why would you want your kids to go into, into that? And the, and, and the opportunities I have had. Are, and the places uh, you know, you've been and the things you've done. Yeah. And
0: oh I know. God.
1: And, and, but it, but it's like the woman it's like the person comes along and says, I'd like to do what you do. Yeah. But I've been working at it for, you know, there's in that, like all of us, there's some hard things yeah, you're putting absolutely. in the beginning to, to overcome, uh, you know, and not everything is hunky-dory in no. the industry. So you've got all the normal things of bullying and kind of, yep. you know, and nepotism and all that kind of stuff that you all have to contend yes. with. Um, so that's why I think that you grab the joyous moments with even more enthusiasm because you remember all the hard yards. <laughs> that's and right. And, and anti-social
0: on. hours and working weekends and working oh. Christmas Day and working, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it is vocational in that way that you have to want to do it to do it definitely yeah yeah um you touched earlier on the woman at reception who didn't have the best attitude do you think you've learned can you think of people through your career who you've thought i love the way they do that and i would like to treat people like that or or i've learned from that that I don't want to ever make people feel like that or yeah
1: yeah, yeah. without a doubt without a doubt both ways Um, or the the joy of uh so I still remember the manager of Tesco's the first manager of Tesco's was a guy called Mr Cairns and he was yeah I mean I was 16 when I started there so he he seemed to me to be quite old but he was probably in his late 20s 30s yeah and he was remarkable always and it it's something that's followed all the way through. He had good humour. Yes. He used to um uh I mean he was he was tough, but uh, he gave praise, he gave construct all these things mm-hmm. I didn't realise. He gave constructive criticism and we had a laugh, and I just loved it. And they paid me seven pounds for about twenty hours. <laughs> it was a marvel <laughs> for salary. And uh and actually then he got promoted out and he, which was a big thing I learned as well, and his very uh, lovable, likable deputy, Vince, lovely guy, was made number one, but he couldn't do, you know, he, he couldn't achieve half of what Mr. Cairns did. He, you know, and it, and it's probably through that you, you get that team at the top of a, of a business or in mm-hmm. any business, and it is the chemistry of a whole number of them and how they feed off one take, take out one personality you've got to be really careful and measured how you replace yep. that and again it's too easy to, to uh, replace with the number yep. two because they think they've done their time they've seen how it's done and they have different attributes. yes they have but you could, but you get it because they want to be number one but actually they, it's too many times you see people do that. And then they never achieve, and then they actually almost have to lead the industry because they visibly not yep. achieve, not got better than number two. If you know what I mean. So yeah. Uh, and um, sometimes too,
0: people, uh, uh, <laughs> the number two job might just be the right place for them, and they'd be yeah. they'd be yeah, better yeah, yeah. off staying there and not yeah, not yeah. jumping. But up. it's
1: terrible. But it's, it's terrible to be able to have to say to something. Look, I think you're doing brilliantly. You've reached yeah. the level. Yeah. Best. how will i improve so i think so that was right at the beginning of my career and um i i learned many times that uh so a number of things first of all you don't want to mess with mrs hodgkinson in the in the chambermaid's yep. office housekeeping. because she's um yeah housekeeping yeah. so um because she's uh, you know she's absolutely a devil and actually i i took that as a challenge why does nobody talk to what Anyway, she's a lovely woman. And she became, and this is in that early hotel, she became a great supporter of mine. And she would feed me tidbits and say, look, room two is not really happy. They're going to come down. But if you head it off at the pass, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And other people, and ginger-haired woman on the reception would go, you know, you could see her being, getting cheesed off. But why is he getting all these? That must be luck, Yeah. So there's that. And then there's, then there are people who you actually say, you really enjoying creating this mayhem, you know, um, because you're creating problems so you can be seen to solve them. Why don't you leave it level and let's try and create the problems? Stir
0: stuff, yeah. Um,
1: but but yeah. So the so I remember a, a lovely old guy called when I moved back to moved to London and worked at Imperial Exhibition Hall. There was a lovely old guy, a military. There's a lot of military people still about when mm-hmm. I started in the seventies. Colin Hornblower, <laughs> and again he—that yeah, yeah, is a very military name, drunk, isn't it? Yeah. Sergeant so of Colin Hornblower, yeah. and but he started the day off with humour. So he had prayers in the morning, which was what we had to do all day long. <laughs> uh, but he did it with—he did a review of yesterday. He kept it light, and uh, and then the worst thing you had as everybody's leaving, he'd almost like Columbo He'd go, Andy, if you got a minute, and you go, oh, me, "Timbers, <laughs> yeah. what's going go on here?" So that's when he would say, you've got to up your game, you've got to do something yeah. like that. And I just thought he, he never shared it with some people. He did it discreetly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you get, you know, and I think the kitchen in those days was terrible for that. You were screened out yep. in front of everybody. Yeah, You know, it was, it, I've only skyped one day in my life and I was working at Strand Corner House in the late 70s and uh, in the, it was closed down about a year later. But, so it's in the... Joe Lines, yes, corner houses yep. and all that kind of stuff. And I worked in a first floor restaurant, and it was hell on earth. And one, and I just got my uncle to phone in. and said, I'm not, you know, I'm not going in. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to let those people beat me. But I'd already shown them a weakness. They, the chef, knew I had bunked off for a day. Oh my god! Anyway, I got through it, and you did. There was no way to complain or anything. No, because you become a troublesome person. Yeah, yeah. So people, 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 definitely learn from the best. Um, and from the worst, mm. but but also give, give people a second chance. Have they been given all the tools? Have they? Has it been explained clearly to them? You know, do they understand? You know, so don't go on ever anybody else's. You know, no, take people's words, but then go. Okay, is this person worth saving? Can we do so? Why? Why were they good last year and bad now? Mm. Is that Which does happen, doesn't it? Yeah. It? yeah Yeah. so yeah people absolutely um
0: often people talk about stepping out of your comfort zone in order to be successful that you know you have to do things that you might not be comfortable with what are the things that you do now that you never would have imagined that you would have been doing
1: um Public speaking, maybe so. Zoom calls. Addressing Zoom calls. That's a dead search. I think Zoom calls. Yeah. Um, yeah so definitely, uh, and I still do it now. So, even, um, so yeah, so leading it, so different from leading a, a, a team, I recently did um work around an opening of a restaurant up in Scotland, I know, and put together a program. Of taking the team through some of the challenges again, what you know, uh, how they were, how the brand was changing. So this is an existing team mm. that we're going to take through another uh, brand, yep. um, and and a lot of ways, another way of doing things, um, and standing up in front of that and doing that for a day and is really exhausting. Yes. And I was just like, like you would know too, Jane, but and preparing for it, but that half an hour before I start I wouldn't if you came to talk to me I wouldn't be making any sense you you know even if you say do you want a cup of coffee I'd say coffee no no coffee yes no because I'm just trying to get in the zone and you think Um, at that
0: point what the hell did I say I would do this uh, for
1: I don't have to do it, I'm not going to do this (laughs) I'm definitely not well I I do and when you get to the end of the day you pulled it off you go that's a fantastic you know that's great and people you know then the people come and say that's amazing (laughs) I never thought about that yeah you know and make them just not to make me better if they come away and i still see those people now as we follow up mm. and they go i've been i'm doing this and i could have even slightly forgotten the that, way of that you that you brought it up. yeah 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 and they and then i go yeah, yeah oh that's fantastic show me that you know so yeah <laughs> that um and i think uh well obviously the, the amount of travel i never saw the um, that when we started out it would take me at time to the Ryder Cup in Chicago you know and being involved in the, on the, in the top there on the hospitality mm. you know the food delivery hospitality side um and learning the different cultures I took I, I worked in Madrid and in Paris in Hanover and you know in the in in our industry and it's just fantastic
0: yeah fantastic. and how different Absolutely. it is between all those places yeah. yeah
1: so when people said would you come and so we were doing um work with an air um, aerospace company, yeah. and uh, they wanted us to go over to CASA, they called CASA in Madrid. And you're kind of leaving your family and working in a, in a foreign, literally foreign an environment, and then you're suddenly in a plane, you're going, hmm, do I really, where, uh, they'll find that out, I don't know anything. Yeah. They'll quickly find out that I don't know anything about, Spanish way. And of course you can, you, you realise, oh, Oh, I can add value you know I suppose yeah so it's can you add value and if you doubt it then that pushes you into out of your out comfort
0: zone yeah no yeah. That, that all makes sense um this is maybe a harder one than it would normally be because of covid and restaurants and things all being shut and us not been able to eat out as much but what is the best thing that you've eaten recently and what was good about it?
1: Um, I had the great privilege of going to kitchen, Tom kitchen, kitchen in, in, Bleach in, Leith, yep, in, in
0: Edinburgh. Edinburgh,
1: uh, August time. Um, anyway, in the break <laughs> and we had his t- tasting menu and their the seafood, um, right. Ra- spooty clams, up there, yep. razor clams, um, just sensational. I mean it's like brings tears to your eyes for all the right reasons. It was so three of the best courses, there's some sweetbreads, but I'm not mm. really great with, but were fantastic. It's just it was just it, everything amazing.
0: tasted incredible. Yeah. I really meant. A good
1: cheese. there's a good cheese souffle going around the, <laughs> <laughs> in London. In London yeah. in King in King's Cross. Yeah. I had that on the. That was the last day on Tuesday. Oh so yeah. With the Did you? Caprice holding. Yeah. Yeah. So at the granary, granary brasserie in. Um, in granary square. Oh, yeah. Granary square. Yeah. Uh, it was just sens- sensational. I, I mean, that was, is
0: a classic example yeah. of simple food done well, isn't it? Because I mean, a cheese yeah. souffle yeah. can be hideous, but yeah. if it's done well
1: yeah. with
0: the right cheese and the right balance of everything,
1: yeah. Good, yeah, good. and that's right. It doesn't have to be an expensive dish in the kitchen. It no. is something simple like that. Yeah. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Cute. And uh, one more thing, which is a personal one, which we really liked. We have um, so we have a great market in Barnet, and uh, a, a good fishmonger turned up about a month ago to a young, uh, young company out of Essex. So we're having a couple of days of fish, and on Saturday they had some monkfish tails, a bag of clams and some fresh prawns, um, and I just did a kind Mm. of, not a broth or a stew, Mm. but I just pulled that together with some tomatoes, and and it was fresh, and it was just delicious. Just like
0: something you would get if you were in France or Spain or or somewhere like that, just a simple, again, simple stuff, but very good quality food. There's a
1: baker there, and I I bought a, a baguette, and my wife and I sat down Glass of Laguna or something, or maybe a bottle, and it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, if I even if I do say so, no,
0: well, I think you're allowed to say so yourself. I think you absolutely are. Three words that sum you up what are they? They don't need to join together. I'm not looking for a
1: sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I well, um, uh, uh, mm, fun, Mm -hmm. I would hope. compassionate so understand so fun compassionate and um inquiring so still asking you're still you're still interested in things yeah yeah, absolutely absolutely and so fun compassionate
0: final final thought what's coming next what's happening next for you
1: personally uh um well, all of us we want to we want to get out of this current situation,
0: which is very hard on your uh, industry. Yeah,
1: and I miss yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I miss so the people person is I miss the hugs, both you know, and um, kind of being close in a gang of people and really buzzing off people. Yep. So we've got to get that right. I think we'll. I think there'll be a lot of work to get the industry back on its feet. So coming coming out of this, I think we, I don't
0: think any of us think now that we'll go back to doing what we did in February last year because I think it's been such a long time that all our habits and things have sort of changed. I mean, I, I definitely think everybody's desperate to get out and go for a meal, and meet some friends, and do those kind of things. But certainly, how you go to work and what happens when people eat and eat out might well shift.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. So the so the technology um shift mm. would have taken what we have achieved in the 12 nine months would have taken five years to, to go cash yes to, to, to the, the you know the qr codes the whatever um you know uh a lot more all planning and ordering and you know there will be control still in pubs I yes think, you know that all that and i think it you're absolutely right about habit i think it will take, I know we all want to run and hug and all that kind of thing, but I think there will be some reticence because you've, you, when somebody comes close, you kind of go, uh, uh, hello? hello? You know, you, have, you got out of the yeah. habit. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that's true. I
0: mean, I find even if I'm watching TV and people are, I think, golly, there's a lot of you in that room. And then I think, oh,
1: stop yeah, it. Right. But and, it is um, in your psyche. There's a there's a friend of mine who's never really hugging uh, <laughs> at all, and he said I rather like it. I think shaking your hands is a terrible <laughs> thing, and I actually think you may not do no. so much t- touching with people you don't know. Yeah, but so I think so. Tech has moved on. I think that in the industry itself, I think it doesn't have to be over elaborate. No. I think pe- people. There's no doubt we've pared down some menus. You you, you know, and, and um, uh, I. Uh, We've got another issue. Another challenge in 2021 around whether we do a deal on Brexit or not. There is going to be a, a supply chain challenge. Huge
0: supply chain challenges. Yeah. Um,
1: and so you know that drive for local, but also the drive that, that that you that you'll almost have to have veg of the day, fish of the day, meat of the day yeah. because you you won't be able you won't do all that. And I think then I think uh, over. T- time the last night nine, nine months i'm i'm aware i'm eat the whole family are eating less meat yep so i think that's gonna move on yes uh and i you know it's not just plant-based but no I, I think that but, um, but more fish you know, that, more, that, yeah, yeah, cheese is more yeah yeah she uses the main protein and something more yeah absolutely so so um definitely that move i think there will be a uh, massive energy around travel. Yep. And I think, and certainly it would be a different a different age groups, but uh, my net of uh, circle of friends are saying, we're going to do a lot more living for the day. Yes. We're not, you know, I'm not going to necessarily plan something for 2022. Let's just go and get a cottage in Cornwall for a couple of weeks and we'll have, you know, that kind of stuff. Yes. And Much more
0: spontaneous back. sort of, we can, yeah, yeah, we can yeah. do it. Why don't we just do it now then? Yeah. yeah.
1: And then, and then, if you know, and then if we can't afford our foreign trip into the Soviet, it, because um, we've got, uh, yeah, we've, it seems too kitschy to say we've got to live for the day, mm-hmm. but let's just, you know, with our family and our friends and the people that really matter, let's get it on and pretty quickly. That's what we want to do.
0: Thank you for listening to Let Me Introduce You, the Food Business Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you pick up your podcasts and make sure you don't miss an episode. Please leave a comment to let us know what you've enjoyed or connect us on social media. And if you found it helpful, we'd love you to tell other food businesses about this too. See you next time.